Welcome to the Starting With One podcast with Robin Bailey and Al McDonald. Our goal is to provide our audience with interesting, relevant information on Canadian healthcare, financial and estate planning issues, and running a business. With each episode, Robin and Al will be exploring topics that matter to you. Starting With One is built off of our experience that we enhance the lives of many, starting with one. Every great story that we get to share all started with one phone call, one conversation, or one meeting. These are the stories that make us very proud to do what we do, and it all starts with one. We'd like to remind our listeners that the views expressed in this podcast are those of our guests and not necessarily those shared by our hosts. Welcome back to a special edition of the Starting With One podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Life and Legacy Advisory Group. We believe sound financial advice improves people's lives. We are also brought to you by ARIA Benefits. We believe well-designed employee benefit programs enhance people's lives. I'm your host, Robin Bailey, here with my guest, usually my co-host, but he's still my business partner, Al McDonald. Al, you're usually a co-host of the show. How does it feel being on the uh, the guest side of the table? Yeah, I'm on the opposite side of the table today. It's a little bit weird, but usually I'm a, I'm a better listener than I am a talker. So we'll see how this goes. It should be fun. Well, I'm excited. So, you know, I really wanted to get you on the podcast because Al is uh, just share with our listeners. Al's doing something in the month of August that I think is really special. And I think it's worth promoting and talking to people about. And that is the Great Cycle Challenge Canada to support children fighting cancer. And, you know, I, I wasn't aware of this, Al, until you brought this to my attention, but over 1400 children I diagnose with cancer every year. I had no idea. That's just heartbreaking to me. And it's the biggest killer of cancer from disease in Canada. And, and, you know, one of the things that's on your page and, and for the, if you want to go out and support Al is kids should be living life, not fighting for it. So I wanted to have Al on the show and talk about why you're doing this ride, how the business community can support you and follow what you're doing. And again, just talk about a really good cause. So Al, tell us about how you started cycling, because I think all of our listeners have heard you, you know, especially in the summer months when we're recording Every time we tell you, Al, how was your weekend? You're out on your bike. And, and that's a passion that comes through. So tell us about how you started and why you've come to love it so much. Yeah. So I think I have to answer that question in two parts. And the first part, quite honestly, it probably sounds a little bit sad, but um, <laughs> growing up, my parents didn't have a ton of money. So I remember I had a bike, but compared to all my friends, it was kind of a crappy bike. <laughs> so, <laughs> so as a kid, I always thought that when I grew up, I would buy myself a nice bike because that's kind of what I wanted when I was a kid and I didn't have it. So yeah. I did, you know, fast forward about 20 years ago, pre-kids, have some spare time on my hand and I decided I would go and buy myself a road bike. So I did. And, you know, at the time it was, it was simply to get some exercise, uh, to do some, you know, a little bit of something on the weekends when maybe there wasn't a whole lot going on. But what I came to find is I really enjoyed, obviously the physical part, it's, it's great exercise, but I enjoyed the mental part as well. It's time when you can spend alone and just clear your head and be with your own thoughts. And I really found that that's probably what I enjoyed the most was being in a space where you could just be with yourself and in your own mind. And I remember my wife, when I started riding, she had a person she knew that, that rode as part of the Brampton Cycling Club. And she said, oh, you should join a club and cycle that way. And I'm like, no, that's like the last thing I want to do. I just, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I enjoy that alone time, quite honestly. 
So, you know, that's what I did for a number of years. And, and at the time, if I got out on a, a Saturday and I rode 25K, and then I got out on the Sunday and rode 25K, I thought that was a huge weekend. And I'm sure if there's any serious cyclists out there listening to this, you know, they're probably laughing because, you know, 50K over a weekend isn't a whole lot if you're any kind of serious cyclist. But at, for me at the time, that was, you know, that was what I did. And, and I thought that was a pretty exciting weekend. And the one thing I, I didn't mention too about cycling that's interesting is, and Robin, I know you're you're a big fitness person, but at the same time, I'm sure, because I've been there, you're working out at a gym, you're working out at home. There are days when maybe you're, you're just not feeling it, right? And you kind of yeah. go, you know what? I think I'm halfway through my workout, but I just don't feel it today. I think I'm just going to pack it in. I've probably been there. You can't do that on a bike. You get out halfway on your route. And if you're not That's feeling right. it, there's only one way back. <laughs> there's only one way back. And so, yeah. you know, in a way that's kind of a little bit representative of, of life sometimes, you know, sometimes you can't just quit. I'll circle back on that a little bit, but that's the one thing about cycling is you're in the middle of a ride. You just got to keep going. And if it starts to rain, yeah. oh, well, too bad. If you get to a great big hill in your way, mm, too bad. You got to go up it. Like you, you just got to keep going. So that's the one thing that I, I do. It, it might sound weird, but it's, I kind of enjoy that about cycling. Anyway, I did that for a number of years, like a, quite a while, just the, you know, the 25 or 50K at a time. Pretty happy with that. We went down east one time, myself and my wife. And I do remember thinking when we were in Prince Edward Island, I thought, wouldn't it be great to be traveling around Prince Edward Island on a bike? And I think that's maybe where I kind of caught a little bit of the travel bug associated with cycling. That kind of planted a thought in my mind that I would love to go cycling in some different spots as opposed to just around, you know, around where I am. So I thought about that. I talked about that for a number of years as my kids grew up, you know, once I had kids, um, I was always hoping that maybe one of them at least would get the cycling bug as well. And I'd be able to bring them along on a ride. That never happened, but I kept talking not about yet. it. Not yet. Well, yes, maybe that's, that's true. That's true. Maybe <laughs> not yet, but I kept talking about going on cycling trips, probably to the point where maybe my wife got sick of it. So fast forward now to 2016, 2017, I thought, listen, if I'm ever going to do this cycling trip, I better, you know, put up or shut up rather than just talking about it. So I decided, did some research and I decided I was just going to go ahead and do it. And I would book a trip and I booked a trip of, of all places to Cuba in uh, for the winter of 2017 that was going to be my first cycling trip it was scheduled to be about 125 to 150k for the week i thought okay you know i can handle that it's not too ambitious but it, it should be okay to start so booked the number of months ahead was looking very much forward to it until about a week ahead so about a week out from the time i was about to leave and then i literally panicked and i can't tell you because i was going by myself and uh, about a week ahead I, I went to myself i thought what what are you doing? That self-doubt creeps in, right? Oh, 100%. Going to a strange country, communist government, which, you know, in some people's minds is probably very different. Well, you know, it is very different from what we have, potentially. Can't speak the language. I'm there on my own. Don't know anyone. I thought, it's not like you're 20 years old anymore. You're an idiot. What, what are you doing? <laughs> and I can't, I can't tell you how close I came to canceling. But at the same time, I thought, you know, if I cancel this trip, I'll probably never go because next time yeah. I'll think about booking again and then it'll get be, Oh, you know, I'm an idiot. No. Yeah. So I sucked it up and I went and I can't tell you how exciting and how much fun that trip was. And from every aspect, not just the cycling, but he was a great country of people have never been there, but 
that's where I absolutely 100% like just fell in love with cycling because when you're on a bike, you know, it's not like you're traveling in a car. You're traveling in a car, you can see things go by. That's great. You see the scenery. Um, if you're walking again, you know, the same thing. But when you're cycling, you get all your senses involved. And there is this element, a little bit of speed, but you can see everything. You can hear birds. You can hear water as you go by a, uh, a river. You can feel the the sun or the the wind on your skin. Like you can smell everything in the air. It's all your senses are involved. And it's just, it's so much different from, you know, being in a car or even, even walking because, you know, walking is kind of slow and you can't see a whole lot. So that's where I really fell in love with, with cycling is riding through Cuba, through the lush tropical foliage and up the hills and beside the ocean and everything uh, on a bike. It was fantastic. And I won't get into the other aspects of the trip. The food was great. Everything was fantastic about it. Anyway, gave me such a great experience and I fell in love with it. So now I'm hooked, right? Now I've, I had in the back of my mind again about going on these cycling trips. And now that I've done one, I'm hooked. So the following summer, 2018, I booked a trip to California, increased the mileage up to about 300 K. So again, a little bit more ambitious, again, fantastic, totally different, a totally different trip, totally different experience, but all the same excitement and same thrills from being out on a bike and traveling through the countryside. We rode up the Pacific Ocean Highway one day. Um, that was just an amazing ride, rode through the, the Redwood Forest. And, and so all these things that you get to do on a bike, again, really fell in love with it. And then, then my third trip was the following summer, 2019, I went from Jasper to Banff cranked up the mileage again, up to about 450K for the week. And obviously going through the mountains, you know, the climbs, uh, very challenging, especially for me, a bunch of good riders on that ride. I was probably one of the weaker ones, but still, you know, going back to that, you know, you got a big hill in front of you. You don't really have any choice. You just got to keep going and, and just get up the hill. And the great thing about going uphill though, is then you get to go, go down the hill on the other side. So that's, that's right. where I really fell in love with it. And for me now, even finding a new route around where I'm living now, going down a, a new path or finding a new road to, to ride on and seeing something different, I just find it exciting. And, and now, as opposed to the 25K rides that I, that I used to do, now if I don't go out and do 50Ks, I kind of feel I've let myself down a little bit. So you should try and get anywhere from you know 50 to 100K in a ride on a good day. So 100K for me, that's, well, that's pretty aggressive. Well, listening to you talk about passionately about, and it's obvious you have a passion for cycling and what it represents to you. You're not going to be doing any favors to the bike shortage that we currently have in this country because everyone I talked to, I saw a post on Instagram the other day, a guy I know, and he, and he had a beautiful road bike and uh, he had ordered it. I think he had said 10 months ago and it finally came in. So there's, you know, I don't think you're going to help that uh, when people listen to this album think, yeah, that sounds pretty good to me. And that's one thing I've noticed when I started out riding, you know, uh, 20 years ago, there were not a lot of riders on the road. And if I did see people, it was in those groups. Now I see a lot more riders. I see a lot more female riders out on the road than I ever did before. And I see a lot more single riders. Again, it used to be you'd come into groups, but now I just see a lot more people just out enjoying themselves. And a lot of older people on e-bikes too, which is a great thing because, uh, you know, they can do that now, whereas before maybe that wasn't available to them. Yeah, when you talk about the lone riders out there, and, and I would be similar to you, I do value that, I call it my Zen time. And having that alone time, and, and we've talked about that on our entrepreneur series for our podcast, the regular podcast, about, you know, we ask people, what do you do to get away from it all? Everyone we've talked to, there's something that they do to get away from the stress and get away. And especially in the last year or so, you know, over a year now, that's become incredibly important. And, and sitting here as a business partner of someone, and I hear that someone does have 
an ability to get away and de-stress. I mean, that's great for me because I mean, if we don't have our health, we don't have anything in our business. So I'm always glad to see that people are, are taking up whatever they enjoy, whether it's cycling. And and Al, you talked about the challenge. And I think that's something else that is important. You know, you ride, you decide to get aggressive on the first half on your drive. And there's other than calling someone at your house to come pick you up, there's no choice. You got to get home. And mm-hmm. and it's what I've always said about my martial arts history. And, and for many years, facing that adversity, because once you slapped hands and bumped fists with someone, there's only two ways out. You are either going to win that match or you're going to tap out to that person, which you know never felt good. So it forced you to face that adversity, which I think always builds you know character for people. So, well, really interesting to hear about how you got into cycling and obviously you're very passionate about it, but we're here to talk about, you know, the challenge and why you decided to support this cause. I guess, what's the why behind this? Yeah, so great question. And I'll be honest, the why is really because uh, my wife signed me up for it. That's, <laughs> that is part of the why. But she came to me and she said, hey, I found this great cycling challenge. You should be a part of it. You know, you love going out cycling and, and it's for a great cause and everything. So I thought, why wouldn't I? Again, obviously, I love cycling. I'm out there doing it all the time anyway. Every weekend, if it's nice, I'm jumping on my bike. So I just thought, why wouldn't I do this and try and help someone out? Obviously, it's for a great cause. I think everyone has heard about sick kids and what a great hospital they are. Here's a funny thing, though, and I'm not sure that there's probably a lot of people out there that can say this. Quite honestly, I've never been affected by cancer in my close family. And I'm, I'm sure there's not a lot of people out there that can say that. And, you know, I know even you, for example, have people close to you that obviously been, been affected by cancer. And don't get me wrong. That's not to say I don't know people. We have clients right now that are struggling with cancer. I've had friends, but, but what I mean by that is, you know, I, I don't have a child. You know, it's not like my wife or my sister growing up or my parents. You know, my mother actually died of cancer, but at the same time, you know, she was over 85 years old when it happened. So it's not like I've had to face a child or a spouse or someone like that in my life with cancer. So again, I'm sure there's not a lot of people that can say that. And I quite honestly thank my lucky stars every day that I can say that. But at the same time, I know there's people that are obviously struggling with that. So if I can get out there and help doing something I love anyway, why wouldn't I do it? And I'll swing back to one of the things I said about cycling, about when you're on a bike and you maybe just aren't feeling it that day, but you're halfway through the route or, you know, you come up to some big hill, you don't have a choice. Just got to keep going. Yeah, that's right. Well, what about those people with cancer? They don't have a choice. Yeah. They just got to keep going. So that's, yeah, that's why I'm doing it. Well, I think it's such a great thing. And not only am I proud that, you know, you're my business partner doing this, but I'm, I'm glad our firm is able to support this because as you mentioned, we have faced cancer in our lives in adulthood, not as children, thank goodness. And you're right. It's devastating. It's terrifying at times. It's nice to feel that people are out there trying to support you and trying to find a cure. And, and when you talk about kids, cancer and kids, I can't, I can't imagine. And I think... You know, you hear it in my voice. You can't, I can't imagine anything worse. But you talk about sick kids as well. And, and sick kids to my family is, is very important because 40 years ago, I have a cousin that was born with spina bifida. 
living independently now and just living a wonderful life. And, and things could have been very different for her if sick kids had, had not existed. So just a wonderful organization. And, uh, you know, we're really proud that you're doing this, Al. One thing that I'd like to say, and Al, I know, I know you'd, you'd echo this along with me. We have such a great business community. And, and I think that business community, you know, since 2005, when we launched Life Legacy Advisory Group and subsequently ARIA Benefits, but not only that, our relationships through there, but through the podcast, through our entrepreneur series, we've met so many great business leaders in the Canadian marketplace. And I'd really encourage and, and maybe challenge some of our business community to get behind this and support your ride for August. So Al, any last words before we wrap this one up? No, I think you said it well, Robin. If you can uh, reach out and support, that'd be great. I think the link is on LinkedIn and Facebook and uh, maybe even on our webpage. So if you can uh, find it in your heart to reach out and help support a good cause, we'd love that. Well, that does it for today's special episode, folks. And this one was really special for me. I really enjoyed this conversation. I hope you did as well. If you have any questions for Al or myself about this or any other topic for that matter, please feel free to give us a call or by joining the conversation LinkedIn. You know what, Al? Today's episode proves to me you can really make a difference in people's lives and the world in general. And remember, it all starts with one.